Welcome to the first ever episode of Make It Happen, a brand new podcast for bloggers and creatives. I'm so excited to be sharing with you today the first ever episode of the Make It Happen podcast. I'm Jen Carrington from Jenny Purr, which is a creative online resource for bloggers and creatives. And this podcast is for anyone who wants to stay inspired and take some really purposeful and practical steps forward for their blogs and online businesses. For episode one, I caught up with my friend Lauren Hooker, who you may know best as the blogger and the designer behind Ellen Company. In our interview, we talked about Lauren's journey so far as a creative entrepreneur and the lessons she's learned about running a blog successfully alongside her creative business. We specifically touch on her experience of creating authentic content marketing and some really awesome advice she has to share for anyone who's hoping to use their blog as a marketing tool alongside their creative business. I also picked Lauren's brain about how to use Pinterest to grow your blog and her experience of opening up her business to her husband and the awesome part he now plays over at Ellen Company. We wrapped up with Lauren's best advice for anyone hoping to make things happen in their blog and business right now, and also a little insight into the things she's up to behind the scenes at the moment. If you're a blogger or a business owner, I think there's some really practical advice to take away from the insights Lauren shared in this interview, and I hope it will leave you feeling inspired and encouraged in your own path. Hi, Lauren. Hey there. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. So I thought it'd be great to jump in straight away, and if you could just share with people listening, your story so far and your journey to where you are now with Ellen Company and your business. Sure. So I always say this, I feel like a broken record, but um, I can't really remember a time where I wasn't interested in design and art. Um, I grew up as the artsy little girl who could be entertained by hours and hours with blank copy paper and crayons. And um, I entered in every art show possible in middle school, high school, and on, um, and went to school for graphic design at Virginia Tech. It just seemed like a no-brainer, and I really don't remember making that decision. Um, and two and a half years after graduation, I decided, I decided to start my own design company, um, Ellen Company, to work with other business owners and creative entrepreneurs to help them come along in their brand and their business. And I'm so thankful that I get to do my lifelong passion as my day job. You also run a blog alongside Ellen Company, which I'm sure most people probably know you for. And um, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you started the blog? Did the blog and the business come at the same time or did one come before the other? Yes. So when I started Ellen Company, I started blogging like a lot of other creative entrepreneurs do, where they just use it as kind of a side project to share some personal things and maybe portfolio work. But I never put much focus and interest into what that could do for my business, how I could blog specifically to gain um, clients and customers for my business. And it wasn't until my husband Jake came on board this summer um, that we started to team up and think through content ideas for the blog and how I could attract creative entrepreneurs that I wanted to work with and other bloggers that I wanted to work with. So I started to gear content toward them. Um, So to share how-tos and tips on design, blogging, and business. And once I started to do that, um, I started to gain clients and customers, um, and my business kind of took off. So I attribute any success that Ellen Company has had 
to blogging. It's become the center of my business. Oh, that actually leads perfectly onto my next question because the thing I really wanted to talk about together was the idea of authentic content marketing. So you speak about content marketing quite often on your blog. I think you've actually brought the conversation to a lot of people who maybe didn't really know what it was or the part it could play. I didn't know whether for anyone listening who doesn't know really what content marketing is, if at first you just wanted to introduce what you see what you how you would describe content marketing and but really what authentic content marketing could mean for them and what how you apply it to your business and your blog sure so with content marketing it's providing content in some shape or form it doesn't even have to be blogging it could be something like a podcast <laughs> or um or it could be having your own YouTube channel or the way you use social media, but providing something that's beneficial to your audience in order to be able to build trust so that they will buy from you later or um, just develop a relationship with them. And I think the authentic part of it is so crucial in content marketing um, because that's where the trust is built. And I think for me, what kind of works in my favor with Owen Company is that my audience is very similar to me. So I'm able to say, I understand. I'm where you are. Um, I'm trying to gain a following and I'm learning all of these things kind of alongside people and sharing what I'm learning um, and trying to be very transparent, which I feel like plays a large part in that authentic part of content marketing. People can tell when they're trying to be sold to. So the content part really comes into it um, when you say, I'm not blogging to tell you about myself. I'm blogging to help you. I want to benefit you. Here are tools that have been helpful for me that I know can come in handy for you. So I love that because I think that this is um, great because something you do on your blog is be very transparent with both your business intentions and the things you're doing behind the scenes to grow your business. And I was just wondering, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who kind of feel awkward about being that transparent like and just that uncomfortability about it like do you have any advice for anyone who wants to be transparent about their business through their blog but is having those icky feelings that kind of holding them back yes and at first it's really frightening to share your secrets especially when you're in a creative field and sometimes you feel like those differences are what really sets you apart from other people but I think when you're transparent with your business um it kind of sets you up as the leader and the front runner Whereas if people tend to copy those ideas, they're always coming behind you. Um, but I think, too, we underestimate our own creativity. And so I think, for me, I have confidence in my design style. And I really um, try to hone in on my own aesthetic so much. So I don't mind giving away um, how to use Illustrator or, you know, the great how to make a great logo or how to effectively use content marketing, even that. Um, I don't mind giving that away because I'm confident in my own abilities and I feel like it sets me up as an expert in my field. And not only that, it's just beneficial for other people. It's helpful. I enjoy when people tell me, I tried that tip and it's <laughs> transformed my business. That makes my day. Yeah, I definitely. love it. I definitely, I follow a rule of give 99% of it away. Just, just give it, I think it's more fulfilling to create by giving it all away for free. And also, um, I think to authentically, to, to 
do content marketing in an authentic way, you have to come from a place of wanting to be of service to your audience. So it's like, even if this person, even if this reader never buys from me, even if this reader never does anything that impacts on my day, I'm still really happy to have a positive impact if it's possible in their day because ultimately I'm still, that means I can serve what I see as my purpose in both a paid way and in a free way. And I think that is the best of both worlds because for so many of us, we just want to help as many in the most, in the, in the most helpful way possible. Absolutely. And I think when I first started blogging and when I first started my business, there were so little people out there willing to share their secrets that it would have been so beneficial for me. And I wouldn't have had to learn a lot of the mistakes the hard way or just try to figure things out on my own. And so for me, I don't want other people to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to to be blind when it comes to their business because there's a crazy statistic that 8 out of 10 small businesses fail within the first 18 months. That's, crazy. That's a crazy percentage. And I think it just comes from um, a lack of people who are being transparent. I think people have to do their due diligence in researching and educating themselves. But I think um, I think more people should be willing to share. And I think that if you do start to be transparent, you'll see results almost right away. Um, and you'll see the impact you're making. And then it just becomes the snowball effect where you want to share more and more. Um, I, I don't regret it at all. It's, um, it's been huge for my business. Definitely. Cause I, you, um, you recently wrote a post on successfully blogging for business and I'll include it with all the show notes because I think it's such a, if someone just read that post, I think they can really get their head into a really practical and positive space for using, utilizing their blog alongside their business, whatever that business is. Cause there's so many different types of creative business out there. And I, if you could pinpoint, just say two or three, like two or three, if someone was going to take away from this call, if they, if they, if they have a blog alongside their business and they were going to take away two or three things that they should go and research and explore more and consider for their own strategy, what would they be? What would you encourage them to do? That's a great question. I think first and foremost is changing your perspective on um, what you're writing about and who you're writing for. So I think you have to train your mind to think, um, to align your ideal reader with your ideal customer or client. You're writing to attract those customers and clients to your space. So your content should be beneficial to them. Um, your, your audience for your blog, if you're using it for business, shouldn't be completely separate from the audience that you're trying to bring in to work with um, for clients or sell to for customers. Um, so I think that that perspective change is huge. Um, I think to, to go about it differently than other people are. Don't feel confined to what people are already doing. I think too often we look to other people to be our guide and show us how to blog. And I think that really, um, puts us at a disadvantage. So I think for business, um, to really set yourself apart, focus on content that benefits your audience, um, and set high goals for yourself too. Definitely. Um, I think is a huge part of it. Don't think of blogging as something very small and a side project. Make it a, a larger part of your business and a higher priority and you'll definitely see results. I know we've spoken about this before because I think it's um kind of reassessing the value you put under different metrics. So for example, you could kind of think that to focus on growing, say, a huge audience on a social social on a certain social media platform could be 
successfully blogging for your business. But if you if that person wasn't focusing on creating good content marketing and wasn't focusing on aligning their ideal reader with their ideal client and, and not always forcing themselves, I think it's really important. If your reader you've got now isn't your ideal client or customer, I think it's really important to change that. Like yes. you don't have just have to work for who's reading your blog right now. Like if you're if you feel called or inspired to work with someone else, don't box yourself into yes. just who's reading now. Yes. Don't be afraid to lose some of your following to gain more of the right kind of followers. Yeah, definitely. And I think one other huge thing about blogging and benefit to blogging for business is you might have a huge Instagram following, but it really doesn't mean anything if they aren't buying from you or if they aren't engaging with you in some shape or form. And if something happened to Instagram tomorrow and you only put so much focus on Instagram, then you're putting your business at a huge um, disadvantage and disservice. So I think using your blog um, as the center and funneling in all of those social media accounts into it um, is so smart for so many reasons. Um, But it ensures that you're engaging with your audience across all different platforms, mainly your blog, and then they'll go out to other social media I think and this is why I think uh, mailing lists are so important because yes. that you control that. That's your place. That's your people, and it's there's no frills about it. There's only substance. There's no style. Yeah. It's you know, it's you can't show off. You can't brag about your mailing list number. You could do, but it's it's right. not it's not a thing you show off to the world. It's the it's the it's so purposeful, and it's so. And I and I did want to touch on social media actually because you wrote a whole you wrote a few posts actually about using Pinterest to grow your blog and I think and I know you've shared that it's one of your highest traffic sources for Ellen Company and I didn't know whether because Pinterest personally for me is something that I've never (laughs) managed to like grasp and get the hang of and I didn't know if you wanted to share some insights today for anyone who's kind of feeling like I feel with Pinterest like whether I start with this how do I actually utilize not just to pin pretty pictures but how can I actually utilize it in a strategic way yes and I think the funny thing is is for Pinterest It's less about what I do on the platform than it is about creating content that people would want to share on the platform. I love that. And making it easy for people to share your posts on Pinterest because a lot of the pins that drive traffic to my site aren't ones that I've pinned from my site, although I do pin from my site every day. Um, They're pins that other people have have pinned from my site, they found the content useful, they want to share it with their audience, and then there's tons of repins from that, and it just builds. Snowballs. Yes. Um, So I would say to make the pin it hover buttons available on your images, to put some time and thought into the images you're using for your blog. I always start out with a vertical um, or a portrait um, style photo for my first image on my blog that I somehow put the title of my post into because vertical images appear larger on Pinterest and they're easy easier to be seen. So um, I put focus into that. I also make the the pennant hover buttons available and um, make in my blog sidebar Pinterest available. Um, I pin from my site daily and I have my own Pinterest board for Ellen Company. So people can follow along with that and know that my posts are going to pop up in their feed. Um, And I think really honing in when it comes to your own Pinterest account, um, signing up for a business account so you can see analytics and see what people are enjoying pinning from your site and repinning from you. Um, And I think 
also keeping in mind that every social media platform and not just Pinterest is an extension of your brand. So the things that you're pinning to Pinterest, you might be using it for personal and business. You need to exercise wisdom in what you're sharing. So for me, I'm a designer, so I share a lot of design work, but I also share interior design stuff. And I also share recipes, but I make sure that the visuals that I'm posting are consistent with Ellen Company, that they aren't you know, ugly images. <laughs> that sounds ugly, but <laughs> my aesthetic is bright and colorful, and um, and I try to be as professional as possible and and personable. So I want to make sure that the images that I'm pinning, whether they're related to my business or not, look like Ellen Company. I think I think so many people are afraid to be very purposeful with social media. I think it started off as this kind of fun escapism kind of place that. I think some people are afraid to be purposeful with it, whereas they don't realize it can have, it It really just define your brand in so many ways. Like I don't, if I find a blog that I love, I click on all their social media profiles and check them out. And, and I'm actually, I've actually, if you're busy, if, if, if anyone's listening who is running a blog alongside a job or a business, you will know how much work there is to do and how little time there is to do it. So there's yeah. no, there's no shaming anyone who hasn't had time because I haven't had time. But you, if you click on someone who has social media profiles that are so aligned with their brand, it initially breeds trust in what they're doing, in their voice, in that you're going to stick around and follow what they're doing. Whereas if the social media seems a little scattered and a little unfocused, you, you may still love what's on their blog, but it would, it kind of will shift your mindset into making, oh, they're not taking this as seriously as someone with a focused social media platform is doing. And and I think also with Pinterest, I think um, if you just want to initially see how you're doing on Pinterest, I think it's cool. You can use like, if you do like slash source slash your blog yeah. URL, you can mm. just see. And I think that can, I can see on there exactly like the other week, there was one of my posts that had been pinned so much more than any other posts. And that's, it's just, it's just insightful to know that I think. Yes. And to see what people are engaging with. And you can see that through comments and um you can see it through shares on other social media sites, but Pinterest, it's really interesting to see not only did they like this comment or this content, but they liked it so much they want to share it with other people. Yeah, and that's, and I think, like, I love sharing other people's content, and I do. I If I fall in love with something online, I can't help but want to scream about it and tell everyone, like, yeah. I love this, I love this. And I think um, not only is it good just to keep you, it's like a motivational thing as well, like, oh, wow, someone connected with this but I think I think people are using Pinterest more these days as an information collection place than just a place to share pretty pictures yes a lot of times I find myself going to Pinterest instead of Google yeah depending on what I'm looking for I use Pinterest for it and so um one other thing that's really helpful for Pinterest is naming your images too so that when people do pin from your site it'll say For mine, I always just set it up with the title of my blog post and then dash Ellen Company. Um, And I try to be really purposeful and intentional with what I'm naming my posts so that they incorporate some of those keywords. And that comes in in really handy for Pinterest, especially when people are searching for blog post ideas or content marketing or, you know, not that many people content marketing. But I hope they will after this. I definitely think that um, content marketing might sound like the anti-blog to some people. You know what I mean? Like a blog, I think to a lot of people, there's this disconnect from, oh, well, that's not really blogging or, oh, that's not really, oh, I, that'll take the fun out of it. But it does, I actually love the challenge of thinking, how can I create content that shares? 
shares my brand's message, that will connect with my ideal readers, that will share my knowledge and work alongside my business. And and I think it's fun and it's challenging. And I think um, it just depends, like if you're committing to using your blog alongside your business, you kind of can't ignore the need to be purposeful with it. And the thing I wanted to pick your brain on is, if someone had unlimited time with their blog and they were doing great with their blog and they they only wanted had enough time to focus on certain social media channels, would you think would you encourage Pinterest as the would you say go hang out there? That's where you want to be. That's where your people are. Absolutely. Um and I think too it depends on your industry. Whereas, you know, if you're a food blog, you need to be on Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> um if you're a photographer, you need to be on Pinterest. And I think it's expanding so much that pretty much any industry can thrive on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, so yes, there, and I would also say Twitter. I'm always amazed. I was not a big Twitter person until a couple months ago. And um, there are so many bloggers on Twitter. Yeah, it's a great place to network. I think Twitter is a great place to build. Like I personally have found in my um, journey so far is that the people you meet and the people you connect with not only encourage you along the way, but we inadvertently kind of affect each other's growth. Because, you know, I know that I've only stumbled across certain blogs because blogs I already read follow them. And I think um, Twitter is also a great place to connect with people who like to chat. Like I think like you do Twitter chats and you encourage me to do my Twitter chat. And I think um, if you if anyone listening, you have to check out every Thursday at is it 8 p.m.? Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Yeah. And you do like I think what I love about yours is you really hone in a specific subject each Twitter chat like you don't just leave it open to everything you really hone in I think um I think it's really good to engage with your community because I think it's good to remind yourself about your community and check in with them and not just make it a one-way system yes yes and there's always something to learn um I feel like we're all learning different things about this industry definitely yeah so a lot of times I'll come into a chat thinking oh I think I know a fair amount on this subject and I'll walk away with so much more than I had anticipated. And really I'm just the initiator of the Twitter chat. Um, I kind of just let it run. I think you're so true that like, I think the best thing about Twitter and, and also comments and emails is that you can learn from everybody. Like I do not get off any client calls or any engagement with anyone without learning something from the people I'm with. And yeah. I think, um, it's, it's good not to just open yourself up to too much information because you can feel overwhelmed. But if you're checking in often throughout the week with your people and with your community, you're opening your mind up to such bigger and better things. And you're because if, if a lot of I know um, both me and Lauren share a lot of advice information through our blogs, but the week we if we limit ourselves to just our experiences, we're kind of limited on the perspective we can share. And everyone's yeah. experience is so different. Like, like not everyone's in the same journey as me and not everyone's in the same journey as you, but I would like to hope that any, and I know Lauren definitely, that I can take the advice that Lauren shares from her blog and adapt it to my own experience. And I, I think yeah. that's the best way to share advice. Yeah, it's just great to hear feedback. I think that's one reason that I've loved Jake coming on board is because I need someone to bounce ideas off of. And so oftentimes in community, um, especially within blogging and, and being a solopreneur, you just feel so alone and you are constantly questioning, yeah. am I doing this right? I really don't know what I'm doing. So to have other people there just to bounce ideas off of or even just connect over the fact that you're both um, 
trying to figure out this industry yeah you're both scared or you're both (laughs) like like especially like especially when you're having a bad week being able to reach out and connect with people is and I'm glad you brought Jacob because the the, the one of the last questions I wanted to ask you today is something we've both kind of connected on and related to each other is bringing so Jake's your husband Uh, how long have you been how long have you been married for two and a half years which is kind of crazy now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 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 my boyfriend Alex whom he we both kind of have brought them both on into our businesses so probably Jake more in a like in a it's he's got his own email address for Ellen Company now yeah. and he like yeah whereas Alex is just he's there every day so he kind of has to go on board but um op- I personally found opening up my business opening up the nitty-gritty deep stuff and my process to someone else's voice was really scary at first but now I wouldn't I wouldn't go back from that. But for anyone else who's listening who either has a family member or usually I think it would usually be a partner because they're the people who we're building our lives with, but someone who they want to bring into their business, do you have any advice for first getting over the initial kind of oh, getting, like, stop, I'm a control freak, so giving yeah. up the control freak nature. <laughs> Me too. And then, and then kind of just the the joys of, like, encouraging people to let people into their business, because I, I think it's changed everything for me, and I, I'm guessing it has for you too. Absolutely. I think at first it was, I wanted Jake to come on board because I felt like I really needed someone to bounce ideas off of, and somebody to be excited with me about my yeah, business, yeah. which makes a huge difference. But then when he started to come in and just be, very honest, which is so important to have somebody who can sit down with you and just be honest and say, I don't think this is working or this is working. We need to really highlight this. Um, But it was hard to hear some of the not negative, but constructive criticism that he had for me, because I feel like these ventures are so personal and there's so much of ourselves wrapped up in it. Um, so to hear him say, Lauren, this is not working was so hard and it was harder to open up about things that I was thinking and ideas. But once I did, um, it completely changed my business for the better. There's accountability in having somebody else on board. And, um, especially with just encouraging me to keep going and reminding me of why it's important to keep going because some days it gets exhausting blogging every day. Um, and some days you have more motivation than others. Um, and so for him, for him to sit down with me and help me brainstorm content ideas and just have somebody to bounce ideas off of or someone to say, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, why haven't we thought of this before? I don't know. It's just, um, it's great for encouragement and it's awesome for accountability and checks and balances within your business and blog. I think accountability is so important. Like I, if we just set goals for ourselves and don't share them to anyone, they're kind of not real. Yeah. Because I mean, I think anybody who blogs, anybody who is creative, anybody who is running a business, especially you are just naturally a very motivated person because you have to be to get out of bed every day and do it do the work but I think sharing it with someone and especially I share with Alex my crazy ridiculous dreams like the dreams that people would laugh at if if they heard where I wanted to be in five years time if they heard kind of what I'm dreaming of they'd be like oh Jenny but (laughs) I can tell him my crazy dreams and he looks at me and he goes I believe in you I believe you can do this and that's not just because he's you know he's my boyfriend and because we love each other it's also he does believe in me and I think because um, we always think that the people we're building a life with see the worst of us, but really they see the best that we don't see. Yeah. And I think just being able to dream big with someone and then the best part is like, okay, how can you actually make this happen? How can, okay, this is the big dream. What's the little dream? What's the six month dream? Okay, what do you want to put 
in place. And, I've, and I know we've actually spoken about this before because it's kind of someone coming in and giving you a different perspective. And I don't, Alex has a, for me, Alex can kind of, he's not involved in the blogging world at all. So he encourages me to have a, to, he encouraged me to have a business perspective not a blogging perspective and I know we laughed early because I was telling you how me and Alex are now going to both read a business book each at the same time <laughs> and then teach each other what we've learned from so you kind of can put two heads together yes. into one and I think um no definitely I think the accountability and the support and it's it's kind of scary especially if you've been a one-woman band for a while yes and I'm in. I'm like I. I. When you mentioned that Jake had constructive criticism, my thought was: was he holding this all in for like six <laughs> months? Like, like I know. Like, we're thinking this the whole time. And you're not why didn't you it. tell me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think too. Yeah, that's so true. And he provides a different perspective, like you said with Alex, because he he's not in this industry at all. He is not in this women creative entrepreneur type of industry. However, he is very interested in business in general, and um, that was the component of my business that I was really missing was that those marketing strategies and um, how we could be using content marketing. And um, he loves doing research on these topics. So yeah. it's sometimes it's frustrating when I have an idea and he's like, "I don't think that's going to work," or sometimes when he's pushing an idea and I'm saying, "I don't think that's going to work." Um, have you ever said I've have you ever said no I'm doing this anyway? Have you ever kind of heard? Um actually he's a good checks and balances system because <laughs> sometimes I'll come back to it and be like, Yeah, you're right. That probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah. Um, and you but you hate you hate having to admit it like you're oh, like, I, hate I, was it. Right. I hate it. I hate it. Don't tell him that I told you he was right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I try to tell him that more and more. But um but yeah, I think it means even more too when I have this idea and he's like Lauren, that's brilliant. It just means so much more. Definitely, I love that. Oh, I, I could pick your brain all day, but I uh, <laughs> we will we will try and wrap up with the last two questions that I'm asking every interview person on the show. And um, so, if you could give advice to anybody right now who are make trying to make things happen with their blog or their business, and they're at whatever stage they're at, what what would what advice would you give to them? I think the one thing that I just keep coming back to because it's played such a huge part in my own blog and business and the success of it is to really focus on what makes you different, what you have to offer um, that's different, and just going, stepping outside of the box and thinking differently. Because if it's already being done out there and it's already being done well, um, you're already behind the eight ball on it. And so if you are focusing on ways that you can stand out, and, and it's probably scary because if you have this crazy idea and this awesome goal, um, but you haven't seen anybody else do it, I would encourage you to go for it. It might be scary because you don't have anyone to follow, but that's the best thing that could possibly happen to you um, is to be a front runner. And so if you feel like you're following too closely along with some of the other people in your industry, I would encourage you to stop following along with them. Um, I really only follow along with a couple other bloggers like me, like Jenny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I follow along with her, but I really don't follow along with many others. I follow along with in industry leaders in other industries apart from mine. And I feel like it fosters my creativity and it helps me to think outside the box um, and outside of this design industry that I'm in. So I think if there's anything that you take away is just to do something different so that you're memorable um, and remarkable. 
Yeah, I think the I think it's like be innovative. That's what I kind of feel. Like. I get so inspired when I when you know when you see something, you're like, oh, that is so innovative. Like that is so different, and you get inspired. And I think uh, make people stop and pay attention for the right reasons. Yes, I think that's I love that. And uh, I'm gonna take all your advice on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, and and really. One book that keeps I t- I've talked about it on my blog a lot recently, but um, it's called Purple Cow by Seth Godin. You know, you drive around and you see all of these cows, and they all look the same. But if there was a purple cow among them, you would notice that one cow. And so, to try to be that purple cow in your own industry, where you're not following along with what everyone else is doing, it might be working for them, but um, they probably got to where they are because they started out doing something. They different. were a purple cow too, but just yeah. they. <laughs> Yeah. And then when they all become purple cows, then you want to be that brown and white cow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I also think, I think everyone is capable. If, if you're brave enough to show up anyway, if you're brave enough to show up and be seen anyway, and you're doing this thing, you have to believe that you have something inside of you to, that you have the purple cow inside of you. Yeah. You just, you can't force it. You have to kind of let it foster a little bit. It will come to you when your life is ready for you to have that idea. Yeah. And you will, and you have to search for inspiration, but I think don't, don't tell yourself that you're not capable of it because you are capable of it and you just have to break the mold a little bit, I think yes. is the... And, and the, it's an experimental phase. Definitely, I yeah. feel like when I first started, I really didn't know my niche, but I just went for it anyway. And I just kept trying. Um, I love the saying, if you're going to fail, fail fast. Um, so I love, you know, come up with an idea and try it out. And if it's not working, then stop the idea, do something, do something else. But, um, I feel like respond into your business. I think, yeah, I feel like the hardest part is getting started and then to stay innovative and, um, come up with something differently. So even if you don't have that fantastic, remarkable idea right now, get started because with trial and error, it'll probably come to you. Definitely. I love that. (laughs) And the last question is, um, what are you making happen right now? What is happening in the world of Ellen Company? What what are you trying to make happen? And how can we support you in that way? Where should we look for you online? Where can we kind of get involved in whatever you're up to? That is an awesome question. Um, I, right now, I'm getting ready to launch um, the second e-course for Ellen Company. Um, I do e-courses for Adobe Illustrator specifically geared toward bloggers and creative entrepreneurs. Um, And that's been really exciting for me because I love to teach and I love to share information. Um, I love to learn, but I also love to teach. And so that's been really fun. Um, And I'm only offering them at certain times of the year. So um, there's 40 seats. So I'm keeping the classes small because I really want to connect with other people and and really help them and hone in on them. Um, and something else that my husband and I are partnering together for, um, he he is kind of taking over the Ellen Company newsletter. We're doing it together, but um, we're trying to get to over a hundred thousand unique Ellen Company blog visitors by the end of the year um, in one month. And so we're trying to grow our audience and we're inviting other people to follow along with our journey to see how we're doing it and um, hopefully be able to take some helpful things away for their blog and their business. So um, so the sign up for the newsletter is on my on my site. We also have a couple other things in store um, for the blog and just maybe even some changes by the end of the year that I can't tell quite yet, (laughs) but we're still continuing to dream bigger than where we're at right now. And, um, like you said, if, if we were to tell you the 
crazy dreams that we have and where we want to be five years from now, you'd probably laugh at us, but uh, (laughs) maybe someday you'll find those out. (laughs) No, I definitely recommend following along with the Ellen Company newsletter. It's so transparent. It's so kind of, um, I think it's really brave for someone to say 100,000 unique visitors in a month. So We're halfway. We'll see how it goes. It's a little scary putting ourselves out there, but um, <laughs> hopefully it'll benefit our audience. So Yeah, definitely. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today, Lauren. It's been great. Thank you for having <laughs> me. This has been so fun. And there it is, the first ever episode of the Make It Happen podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to all of Lauren's awesome insights and you'll find links to her blog and social media in the show notes over at jennyperr.co.uk slash podcast. And I really recommend checking out her blog if you haven't already. You can expect a brand new episode of Make It Happen every Thursday, where I'll be sharing either an interview with a blogger, creative or creative business owner, or a solo episode with just me, where I'll be digging deep and exploring a topic for bloggers and creatives in more depth. Over on jennypearl.co.uk slash podcast, you'll find show notes for each episode alongside a get in touch form if you have any questions and feedback you want to share. You'll also have the option to sign up to the Make It Happen mailing list where you'll receive the episodes directly to your inbox each week alongside the exclusive updates too. Thank you so much for listening to episode one and I can't wait to keep on sharing more episodes with you each week.